Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We need to talk about the temperature in the UK today. Where I live, it is currently 38 degrees, which is not normal for this stupid place. So I'm going to sweat a lot today. So if you don't like sweat, well, you're just going to have to deal with this. And you're going to have to deal with the fact that I am Simon Mello. Welcome to What Culture Wrestling. And it's time to take the finger of power and give the good bits and up and the bad bits a down for the latest episode of Monday Night Raw. As always, we were told a lot of things were going to happen on the show, and they just didn't. Let's up those dabs. Brock Lesnar kicked off this week's episode of Raw, and man, he was in a good mood, because he came out and did his raw part of his entrance. The pyrotechnics didn't go off. He then walked forward a few steps. The pyro did go off, and he was all, ha, 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 ha. And I tell you, little things like this just make me like him even more, especially as he kept tipping his hat to everybody. It's just nice. Brock then started comparing Roman Reigns to hogs, and he said something like, pigs get fat, but hogs get slaughtered. And I'm murdering pigs on my farm every single day. I was like, what on earth is going on? How did we get here? He then called him the tribal hog. And I'm sorry, that must have gone through the same procedure as it did when people were trying to come up with the name Poochie. Is everyone fine with the tribal hog? Yes. Paul Heyman then interrupted and he got called a hog. So I was just shouting, no more hog talk, which would definitely become a segment on WWE in the next few weeks. And this was just like on SmackDown 2. He cut a phenomenal promo trying to build up the last man standing match at SummerSlam. But just deep down in my tum-tum, I've got this little guy and he's saying the same thing over and over again. I've seen it before. He did say that Brock was good at killing people and sending them to the morgue. So once again, my face was just doing this. And he finished by going, look, even if I have to teach Roman Reigns how to take his hand, stick it up your ass and pull out your heart, then that's what I'm going to do. And I've thought about this all morning. If that's how SummerSlam ends, I ain't ever watching wrestling again. This is when Theory thought he'd get involved because why the hell not? Although he did have a very specific message here. One, he's going to cash in at SummerSlam and become the new WWE champion. And he's also going to win back his US title from Bobby Lashley. You know what? I can kind of see it happening. Theory then showed Brock absolutely destroying him at the Elimination Chamber like this was meant to make some kind of a point. It's like, Theory, you now look like a buffoon when the ALF Academy jumped over Barry Barricade 
and they went to attack Brock. Now, I did enjoy this because Brock Lesnar saw Otis. He was all like, oh, yeah, big boy, let's go. But then, seriously, he absolutely murked them. I mean, they got thrown into Simba the Steel Steps, and at one point, he just picked Otis up like he was a feather, and he F5'd him through Alan the announce table. And seriously, Brock is like, what, I don't know, 42, 43, 44 years old? He made this look so easy... That dude is not human. Brock then tipped his hat again and left. And honestly, more people need to be treated like him because he just comes across as such a badass. And when you're a badass, yep, people will think you're cool. I still don't think we should have gone back to this well one last time, even if it is the last time. But look, it was enjoyable and the fans really liked it. Give it it up. The Judgment Day then told Dominic Mysterio, you're an idiot, you should leave your father behind and you should come and join us. I was like, yeah, why don't you do it? They also mentioned that in a couple of weeks when we go to Madison Square Garden, it's Rey Mysterio's 20th year in WWE, so I'm sure he'll get absolutely destroyed on that show. And then Finn Balor even went, hey, do you remember what we did to Edge? And he re-showed the footage. When we came back to Balor just went all in here because he was like, Ray, you're a crappy dad. And finally, at this point, daddy did start to beat him up because I was like, Ray, why are you taking all this ship? Punch him in the face. Eventually, Damien Priest saved him, but it didn't matter because we were getting Rey Mysterio versus Finn Balor. And come on now, they could do this until the end of time and every single occurrence would be really good. Balor at one point seemed like he was going to go for the three amigos and then he just didn't. So that was a bit strange. And he went after Rey's leg and that really made me chuckle. Mysterio is like a legit 5-4 or something. I get Finn Balor was doing this to slow him down. But because WWE utilizes that so much when you have a big guy and a small guy, it was like Balor. Do something else. Dom was also out with his father, so he started casting distraction, which did work. So once again, the Mysterios are baby faces, but they seem to have no morals. Although I did not care here because it led to Ray doing that sliding powerbomb thing outside to the ring. I love it. He also hit this excellent Hurricane Rana. So let's never forget how good Ray is. And then he was going to go for his big splash. He missed. So Finn Balor just went to the top rope. He hit the coup de grace. And from nowhere, it was over. But look, this was really well put together. And it also taught us another thing, which is on WWE's who is going to lose the most list, Rey Mysterio is below Finn Balor. Probably Sami Zayn and Cesaro used to be below them. But I like to know this stuff up. Also, I think that was a clean finish. Bring it down. 17. Said it before. I say it again. Failure. And then it was more happy times with Becky Lynch. Because she decided to cut a promo while standing on Alan the announce table. And imagine you did this in any other meeting. Hi, everyone. Thanks very much for coming. Uh, we really appreciate it. Now let's get into the PowerPoint. As ever, though, she was just so upset that she had not only lost money in the bank, but now she was at the bottom of the totem pole. And all she wants is another title shot at SummerSlam. And damn it, she's going to find a way to do it. I tell you. Thought this was a pretty good talk. She was also livid that Carmella is getting another opportunity, and I was like, Lynch, man, I am totally with you. It is nonsense, but it doesn't matter because she does have a plan. She's gonna become the champion again, and if anybody gets in her way, she's gonna murk them. So, really, I just enjoy the man, whether she's a good guy or a bad guy, even though she should be a good guy, giving it up. The next stretch of logic, though, was just too much for me. Down. Now, I want to make it clear that I think Bianca Belair is a star so good that WWE should build the company around her and that Carmella is vastly underrated. I've already told you I thought this rematch was stupid to begin with, which also is what the commentators were talking about the entire time. But even worse, <laughs> 
It ended in a countout. And obviously there was a lot of arguing going on because Lynch had decided to stay at ringside, so you have to get into it with her. But there was some good stuff in this. Like at one point, Carmella dove at Bianca and she caught her midair and turned it into a suplex. And then later on, she was going to slam Carmella, who turned it into the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment and surprise roll-up. This continued too when Carmella turned the KOD into a face buster. So I will tell you this, they had their working shoes on and I am giving that part up. Really though, I needed a winner just because why wouldn't you give me a winner? But instead, after Bianca had thrown Carmella into Rita the Ring Post and then rolled her back into the square circle, Becky Lynch was on the outside going, oh, maybe I'm going to hit you. Maybe I'm not going to hit you. Belair (laughs) totally forgot she was in a match because this happens to all wrestlers. And yeah, she didn't beat the 10. Carmella then celebrated like she won, so Bianca Belair (laughs) just beat her up. I want to be that guy. Kind of feels like WWE doesn't have much of a plan. We then got that weird cryptic video again after this, and I want to make it very clear, it is definitely Edge. And if it's not Edge, it's some revamped psycho version of Doink the Clown. Now I've said it, I think that's what I want. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Straight after this, too, it was time for Ms. TV. Because it's always Ms. TV. Champa was his guest as their boys now. And thankfully, we did get a little bit of an explanation here. Because Champa was all like, well, you know, I help you out. Because I want all eyes on me. And usually, all eyes are on you. So if I team up with you, all eyes will be on me. Then I just fell on the floor. And I do like The Miz a lot. I think he's quite inspirational. But he then just went on and on about Logan Paul. Saying, oh, Logan Paul, you better be my tag team partner. Otherwise, we're going to have to fight. And wouldn't you know it, I've got a brand new tag team partner right here. AJ Styles was soon out to say that Miz has tiny balls. And if you thought this was going anywhere anytime soon, you're wrong. Because WWE has released a t-shirt with it on. And of all the people, out came Elias, sorry, Ezekiel, I didn't see it. He started to talk to AJ about all the matches that he had had with the Drifter, because I like that for obvious reasons. But that said that Elias also thought Miz <laughs> had less than average testicles. 
Can we please stop talking about balls? I mean it. Also, I don't care. If you've got big balls, awesome. If you've got small balls, awesome. If you have normal balls, awesome. Why would anybody get up about this? You should love your body, full stop. This, of course, was done so that we could set up Zeke and Styles taking on Champa and The Miz. And I will say, I do like that because now we can establish the bad guys as a proper partnership, which means when we get to the pay-per-view uh, premium live event, it will be Champa and The Miz versus AJ Styles and Logan Paul. I don't know how we got into this timeline. The problem was, is that we did exactly what we had done a few seconds ago. Because we got 11 minutes of pretty decent action. And then when The Miz was getting beaten up, Champa flew in the ring. He started to beat up AJ. And even though we get the tag clacks and ha, all of the time, on this evening, the referee went, no, no, I don't think you should have done that. And he called for the DQ. We also made sure that AJ could whoop Champa afterwards just so Miz could run away because he is a massive asshole. I don't really know what we achieved here. I also think when you keep doing these flub finishes, you just take away any emotional investment because people start to go, well, it's not going to end properly anyway. <laughs> I tell you, we are definitely going to reintroduce Logan Paul on next week's Raw. He's coming. He announced it as a babyface. And I promise you now that it's going to be probably a very amusing but an absolute disaster. This didn't work for me. Down. Riddle and Bobby Lashley were then talking because they were going to be in a tag team later. I was like, wait a minute. No, no. I saw on social media earlier today, Bobby Lashley has a US title open challenge. So as ever, WWE just made it up. That's what they did. They lied. That's like me telling you the start of ups and downs. You are not going to believe the surprise. And the surprise is me. It's like, Simon, we see you all the time. Gotta stop. Down. This was kind of fun though because Riddle was all like, oh man, we should watch Stranger Things together so that I'm not so scared about it. And Bob was like, I've already seen it. I'll see you later. And do you remember everything with Dewdrop and Nikki Ash too? Well, I think it's kind of still going on. Maybe. Because they were teaming here again though against Alexa Bliss and Oscar. And this took me a good while to process. I was like, wait a minute. So Oscar was sort of at the top of the card. She then lost to Becky Lynch last week now is in a random tag team with Alexa and nobody is telling me why. Bliss also just got the win after the DDT on Nikki after Dewdrop on the outside had gone to crush Oscar but she missed and she slammed her back on the floor and I will say you this the commentators the whole time were going like oh well the women's title uh, division at the moment is quite open so this may have ramifications and I like that because at least it gave it some meaning but seriously man we can do much better by all four of these women However, I thought given the time they were given and what they had to do, it was fine. And then the Usos were here. I mean, these days they're just on Raw. I almost died too because the first thing Jimmy and Jay said was that everything at the moment is like a broken record because the same things keep happening. I was like, yes, that is a very genuine problem that some people have. The Street Profits were soon out and we doubled down on the fact that we are going to do the rematch at SummerSlam and there's going to be a special guest referee. Which is when, of all the people, out came our truth. And I was like, man, this is a really, really random episode of Raw. He was the best, though, because he said he was a tag team counsellor and a qualified referee, so he can do it. And the Usos are all like, look, unless you've got a referee top under your top you're wearing now, which you don't, we're not having any of this. So, of course, Truth took off his T-shirt and he was wearing officials attire. I love that man. Jimmy and Jay pushed him too hard though, so eventually he was like, actually, you know what? I want to team up with the Street Profits to take you on when this randomness continued. Because out came MVP, out came Omos. They said some stuff which brought us to the match of the Usos and Omos. 
taking on the street profits and our truth. Now, this is a hard one to talk about because I actually found it quite entertaining, mostly because truth is just the best and Angelo Dawkins is getting better and Montez Ford has a terrific hot tag. But I don't understand the finish. Because as soon as the bell rang, I was like, okay, we put Omos in there because WWE wants him to get another win. And we put Truth in there because he can be a guy that loses and nobody's really going to mind because he loses all the time. Instead, though, after Four had gone Super Saiyan and our Truth had pretended to be John Cena, Dawkins got in the ring. He had some good offense, but then Omos tagged himself in, hit the tree slam. And he pinned Angelo Dawkins, who's about to compete for the tag team titles, one, two, three. And it was so clean, bring it down, put a one on it. Here's the thing though, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'll be proven wrong and you can come yell at me later. I actually think WWE may have just planted some seeds because for the last few weeks, everyone's been like, oh no, the Street Profits are having problems. Maybe they're going to break up. And given that Dawkins lost here and given that Dawkins will probably be pinned at SummerSlam, maybe that's the reason Montez Ford is like, bro, you holding me back? So this may actually be quite good. I also could be completely mistaken which is why I'm pulling this face. So I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm going to give it an up. And again, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Why I do this in 2022, I don't know, but it's a positive Pete show and I like to take risks. Seth Rollins was then here and he told Riddle, well, if you play with fire, you're gonna get burned just like Cody Rhodes. And I was like, wait a minute, Seth, what are you talking about? Cody didn't get burned, he had a torn peck. Theory then arrived with his briefcase and of course he wanted advice from Seth because Rollins has cashed it in the past and Seth put his arm around him and went <laughs> and they just walked off. But what really infuriated me here is that they acted or told to act like they had never interacted before even though during the pandemic era they were literally in the same group. We all remember this stuff, WWE, because we're nerds. And right, going back to what I said earlier, these videos are definitely for Edge because we then had a new one, which was very good, by the way. It's getting me quite excited. And we saw Mick Foley's final shirt. Mick Foley's final shirt. It's really hard to say. You know what I'm talking about. On fire, much like it was at WrestleMania when Foley took on... Edge. This is a really cool way to debut though, because I think he's going to take the dark undertones that he was mucking around with that weren't quite clicking and adapt that into a baby face. Yeah, I'm quite intrigued now. Good work. It was then time for our main event, which was Bobby Lashley and Riddle taking on Seth Rollins and Theory. And honestly, this was one of the strangest roars in ages, because they started having a fight and Bobby got Seth Rollins and he threw him to written the ring post. When over the loudspeaker, it went, I give it to the world, I give it to the world. And okay, Dolph Ziggler. And this was such a surprise. I genuinely thought the audio guy had accidentally hit play on like Ziggler.mb3. And then someone was going like, what have you done? Okay, we're making this up as we go along as well, because Corey Graves started shouting, oh my gosh, he's back. And I was like, Cor, he was back a few weeks ago with Bobby Roode when they confronted Omar's an MVP. And that quite literally went nowhere. We then got back into the wrestling as Rollins and Riddle went at it and kind of showed you that when they do compete at SummerSlam, it's going to be excellent. And once again, Theory got in there. He went for that rolling drop kick and Riddle kind of reversed this in midair into an ankle lock. I know that happens a lot with that maneuver, but it works every damn time. The hot tag was for Bobby Lashley and once again, everybody just lost their mind. So he is officially over now. And even when Seth Rollins smacked him around for a bit and tried to hit him with a splash, Bob was like, 
I don't think so, pal. I'm big. He also speared Rollins through Barry Barricade because we have to do that on every single Raw. And this is when Theory hit a version of the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. He put his feet on the ropes and Ziggler, who was at ringside in a very nice suit, was like, nope. And he pushed them off. Theory was so annoyed, he turned around like, Dolph, why would you do this to me? Honestly, when he turned back around, he got hit with an RKO. And fair play to Theory, he sold that like a champ. Now, it's hard to argue with this one again because the fans were loving it. And afterwards, Dolph Ziggler laid out Theory with a super kick, which once again Theory sold tremendously. So obviously we are going to be doing Theory versus Ziggler. I suppose Ziggler is a good guy. And while I can't make heads or tails of it, I like it. I don't even know why. I think I just believe that Dolph Ziggler deserves more. And even though he would absolutely lose this feud, you can't help how you feel. Good end to Raw. Up. There's also this great bit afterwards too where Riddle and Lashley were celebrating in the aisleway and Riddle was just hitting Lashley on the chest like, yeah, we did it. And when Bob did it back to him, Riddle took a pratfall. So that gets a round of applause. Goofy wrestling for life. Which did indeed bring us to the end of the latest episode of Raw. And it's one of those ones where you're like, you know what? It was fine. It was okay. There was a lot of gibberish on there. And I still prefer it if it went back to two hours. But that's never going to happen. So I was entertained enough. Although really you want more than that. Up. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.